0: This is the Kavnis HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Kavnis.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Kavnis HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kavnis. Our guest today is Natalie Michelle. Natalie, are you ready to be great today? Yes, I am. Natalie is the founder and CEO of Novell Age Media, a digital market agency that helps clients develop custom integrated digital marketing strategies for the brand to efficiently and effectively target the audience by generating valuable long-term brand customer relationships. The goal behind harvesting these types of relationships is to reach a goals, marketing objectives, and potential while at the same time supporting the brand's mission. Nouvelle Age Media's objective is to serve as a digital marketing guide for the clients so they can maximize their organization's goal in a unique way that solves their customers' problems by utilizing a sofa cause. The motive behind the sofa cause strategy is to help their clients devise and execute unique digital marketing strategies that aid the planet, people, passion, and profit. Natalie, you for being here today. I really appreciate it.
0: No, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me here as a guest.
1: My pleasure. What what are you focusing on right now for your business and for yourself?
0: At the moment, I'm kind of working on designing like a two-page, two to three-page PDF that will be available for free on my website for anyone to use. It mainly helps startups create their own integrated marketing communication strategy, which is something they can do quarterly or semi-annually. But basically, it's going to serve as a guide to help them devise a plan on their own and on a budget to effectively and efficiently meet their marketing objectives, using, of course, the social cost strategy.
1: Natalie, what exactly is a digital market agency? What does a digital market agency do?
0: Well, digital marketing agencies, well, they can be used for uh, various things. They can be used to build custom strategies for organizations from small businesses to medium-sized organizations to large businesses. We also focus on mainly just the digital aspect of marketing. It's sort of like our niche. We manage a lot of social media accounts, for example, for clients. A lot of digital email marketing as well. Yeah, basically, that's that's uh, that's sort of the gist of it.
1: So, why why should a small business owner bring on an agency like yourself? why can, this, why can they just don't do it do it themselves? Like, feel it themselves? Why should they outsource?
0: I think it would be best to. To meet or at least network with a digital marketing agency and engage with them because they're going to be able to position your organization based on an analysis that is conducted. For example, for my clients, I usually do an analysis. I I dig into their data, like how they're how well they're doing. I research the economy. I research business regulations. Um, I also research the consumers so that we can devise a plan that is going to actually talk to those consumers without additional noise so that we're able to better target and position that brand for them
1: now i'm sure you know there's so many people doing what you do like literally hundreds of thousands of people yeah. so like you know like so how do you how do you set yourself apart from those other competitors
0: my organization tries to set themselves apart by using a social cost strategy and by making sure that we're always telling a story through our marketing messages and we also we also put our consumers first. We we want to make sure that that we're able that the brand that we're representing is able to talk to their consumers one on one versus just talking to them as if they are just one group of consumers. They're all unique and they all have unique personas and needs that need to be satisfied.
1: Why is that social cost actually so important to your business? I mean, that's I mean that's pretty niche down. Why did you come up with that for?
0: That's so the social cause strategy is a motive behind my organization because it is unique. Um, I want to be, and it also has to do a little bit with like ethics and laws. I want to be able to help organizations that are going to be producing something for the, for the community, not just like their stakeholders and for, for themselves. I want them to be benefit, they want. I want them to be helping out everyone around them.
1: Have you had a disqual- disqualifying potential customer because of the strategy?
0: No, not at all. I think that the way that my brand is positioned, we're able to attract other like-minded um, organizations as well that are sort of sort of struggling with their strategies. So we're just there to guide them through the process to position their brand correctly.
1: And you're based out of Los Angeles, correct? For your business?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: Now are you just doing a business in LA? Are you, are you nationwide, worldwide?
0: Yes, nationwide. Um, I've worked with various organizations. For example, I've worked with OYA. They're a women-owned business that seeks to empower women, um, mainly women entrepreneurs. That is their niche. So what they did is they designed a, a social media platform, an app that was designed to market women and their businesses. And anyone that identifies as a woman is allowed to create a, a social media account with them to essentially advertise their organization and to increase engagement within the women community.
1: So now, of course, your business to help other businesses increase our marketing. How do you, for your own business, market yourself to bring in new customers?
0: For myself, well, I usually try to blog as much as possible. I network a lot. So I network with a lot of people at a lot of networking events, for example, that my clients have or or that someone invites me to. I would say that networking is my number one customer retention method. (laughs)
1: You know, as you know, there's a lot of social media platforms out there, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, on and on. Is there if is there's one platform that you recommend your, your, your customers use the most? Or are they is that pretty equal across the board?
0: I would say that it's that honestly depends on the business and the way that their audience engages with them. I think it would it would the best choice is to analyze the target audience and see what they use the most for them to decide, okay, moving forward, I'm going to only use Twitter or I'm going to focus my marketing efforts on, say, Instagram and digital marketing. And the ones that will fall behind are Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn because their audience isn't engaging with it as well.
1: So Natalie, has, has this happened to you? You have a customer and you recommend what to do and they never do what you tell them to do. How do, you, how do you deal with that situation?
0: Yes. Yes, I have. But in that instance, uh, what I did was I went ahead and I did a lot of research, as much research as I could, Put together a PowerPoint that hit every single section that the customer was unsure about. All the points that they made in their argument against the original suggestion, and then we usually work together and we compromise and we devise a strategy to, that they're going to agree upon, and that makes sense.
1: Now, is there a certain like uh, industry or company size that you target? Like, you know, for example, like construction companies with people under fifty people, or is it like, are you take on all, all customers?
0: Um, I take on all customers, but I would say that my main my main focus so far has been small business owners.
1: Natalie, moving on, can you talk about a time you were success in the past, what you learned from the success, and what we, what we can learn from this?
0: Yes. Well, there was a time that I was working with a client. I had devised a digital marketing strategy for them. I, I was really nervous to present it to them, mainly because I had only been with them for a few months and. It, we were just establishing our relationship, our professional relationship. So I went ahead and I devised this plan and I presented it to them and turns out they loved it. Um, one thing that I did learn is that you should never be afraid to be proactive about reaching your objectives. Um, I think that the only thing you should be afraid of is failing. And the only way you can fail is if you do not try. So if I never went ahead and created this project and or a presentation and presented, to, presented it to my client, I would have never received that outcome.
1: Natalie, next. Talk about a time you failed in the past. What you learned from this what we can learn from the failure of yours in the past.
0: Um, my most memorable failure occurred in college. <laughs> I was going to school full-time and I was working full-time. I was overloaded with work. I did not schedule my plan, my weekly planner, you know, adequately. So of course I was one day I had this like huge project that was due. I, it was due the next day. I was working on it at night and I was like, in my mind, freaking out. I mean, at the end of the day, I got the project done, but in my mind I had failed because I felt like I did not give that project a hundred percent potential or effort, which could have affected my, my outcome. So what I learned from that is that, no matter what project I'm working on, or anyone is working on, for that matter, big or small, they should always, always make time for that, and you know, center their focus around that, so that they give a hundred percent effort. And at the end of the day, they know that they tried their best, and that the outcome is as best as it, as good as it was going to get for them.
1: So, Nelly, right now you actually run your own company, and you're going to get and you get, getting your master's degree at the same time, right?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: So how are you doing? Most people can't even handle a nine-to-five job, you know, but you're doing both <laughs> things. How do, you, I mean, how do you handle that? How do you do that?
0: Lots of, lots of planning. So I, calendars are my lifeline. <laughs> so I have one for my homework, and I have one for my clients, and I also have one for my own business because I also have to make sure that is being taken care of. Um, managing that, though, I've actually signed up for my MBA program at CSUSB, California State University of San Bernardino. I chose that college or that university because it is exclusively online, which is awesome. Um, That helps balance my life and professional life as well.
1: So Nelly, what challenges have you had being a female entrepreneur?
0: I would say that sometimes it can be difficult dealing with certain personas. For example... Some people like to work differently or they have different worth ethics. And I think it's mainly just like finding a balance between each other, like gender-wise sometimes. <laughs> but for the most part, I've had a lot of pleasant encounters. Um, I've, I've never felt alienated, but I do I do notice that there are quite a bit of a difference in worth ethic.
1: Natalie, can you tell us through the process of how you decided to start your own business? How, how the, the process of how you figured out, you know what, I want to be on, 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 my, on my own business, my own business. How did that come about?
0: Well, it started because I was actually working at a coffee shop. It was like it was like a mom-and-pop shop. I knew the owners. I was actually the general manager and I reported to them directly. So I saw them frequently. I thought it was... I, I guess I had sort of like that backstage view on owning a business. And I thought, hey, if they can do it, why can't I? Why don't I find a passion for, or something that I'm very passionate about? And, you know, Base my business around that if it's something that I know and that I love and that I have a lot of interest in.
1: Natalie, who are some uh, marketing people that you follow that you like consider your mentors or like who you like follow for advice?
0: Forbes Business, I definitely follow them. Another one is New Media. They are a- another great digital marketing agency that has inspired me. Pineapple Marketing in Australia. Donald Miller, he's actually the founder and CEO of StoryBrand. It's a it's an organization that helps align your marketing strategy through storytelling and a social cause. He is my number one inspiration for sure as well. If anyone wants to read any book, I recommend reading StoryBrand by him.
1: Now, what's your long term vision for your company? Are you trying to be like a national company, local? What's your, like like what's your long term vision for your company?
0: My long term vision for my organization is to hopefully grow in the future. I want to expand my team. So far I am a team of one but <laughs> I hope to grow that in the future. I envision myself in the long term as a small to medium organization that targets a specific niche, which is digital marketing. So of course we probably won't be huge in the future, but I, I wanna be I wanna make a present for sure.
1: Natalie, I honestly have something for our listeners.
0: Yes, that is correct. So in the next few months we will be devising the Integrated Marketing Communications Plan. It'll be a two-page guide that will be available for free on the website. So if you are thinking about starting a new business or even just reassessing the way your organization is positioned and marketed, reach out to please reach out to our website and click download PDF and check it out.
1: So Natalie, we talked earlier about how many digital market agencies are out there. So let's say the small business owner. How does he? How do you recommend they pick the HCS best for them? Like, suppose they get like twenty emails from twenty different companies, and he's like, "You know what? Well, I need to pick one of these people to help me out." How do? How do you recommend they go about picking the right one for them? Any partners on that?
0: Yes, I definitely recommend listening to every single pitch, but most importantly, listening to the data that they that they that they have to support their strategy that they are pitching. If it is something that is aligned with your mission and it and it makes sense, like it is logical. It there it is that there's evidence available to select this. I think that you should go with the best one.
1: No, Nelly. I think a lot of small business owners. I realize it's it's actually a long term process. Like you don't just one day be number one on Google. How do you, yes. how do you how do you teach small business patience? Like hey, this is gonna take three, four, maybe six months, maybe longer. How do you teach them that patience?
0: I usually try to be very transparent with the process. So what I do is I. Create a schedule that our team is going to use in order to meet their objectives and to devise these plans for them. And then we, we walk through it together on conference calls and meetings every, every so often to make sure we are all in the loop and that, that nothing has changed. We're still on the same route.
1: Natalie, can you share your social media links for yourself and your company so people can reach out to you?
0: Yes, of course. So if you're interested in following us on Instagram, just go to at NovelAgeMedia and follow us. Same with Twitter, and same with Facebook. For LinkedIn, just go to at nuble underscore age underscore media.
1: Now, what is your personal favorite social media platform?
0: My personal favorite is Instagram. <laughs> I just love the fact that you can post stories, you can post to your feed. It's great. It's awesome. I think it's great. It's very efficient for marketing and you can get a lot of followers that way, especially through organic marketing. And, it, and it's a great way to establish a relationship that will last long term with your clients or your prospective target audiences.
1: Natalie, we'll come to the end of our talk. Can you provide us any last minute advice and wisdom on any subject you want to talk about?
0: Never be afraid to follow your dreams. If you have a passion and you want to turn that into a business, do it because I guarantee you, if you don't, you are going to regret it more than if you did and you failed.
1: Thanks, Natalie. Natalie, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. And to our listeners, thank you for your time as well.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Cavnish HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit CavnishR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Cavnus HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.